0: So how do you want to start it? Uh,
1: I say a drum roll. Um, then we go into the piccolos, and then the bass comes in. Da da ha!
0: Welcome back to the Gun Show Podcast. Cast,
1: yes, cast,
0: yes, yes. I'm Martin Davis with Scott Fuller. Hey. And uh, we're here to talk about guns and uh, gear.
1: That's it? Guns yeah. and gear?
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. I all like right. it. So, what do you got for us today,
1: Scott? You took all my papers. Oh, did from I? Me. I took
0: everything away from you.
1: I didn't write anything down. Well,
0: um, we were kind of discussing it a little bit earlier today and. There's not really a whole lot going on. We we you know we brought it up last show, but there's not a lot going on in the gun industry. And I think it's kind of coming down to getting everyone getting ready for shot show. They're starting to tighten their it, lips up a little bit.
1: It seems like it. I mean there's there's the you know, normal stuff going on, but it seems like there's no, you know, new you know this? No new models, no new rollouts. I think everybody's still catching up from the post Sandy Hook craziness.
0: They have not been any, or the R and D has kind of been dead a little yeah,
1: bit. Yeah, yeah, kind of everything on the back burner as far as new exciting stuff and just trying to catch up on current models. I mean, uh, we talked about Hornady uh, announcing that they are yeah, I looked that up. Cutting 150. Uh,
0: that skaters. seemed that seemed pretty high, but um, it was a lot. Well, they weren't killing their entire steel. No, 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 line. no, 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 no. no, no. Um, Which it kind of made it sound like they were actually turning off... They
1: were turning off a lot of lines.
0: Yeah, but they weren't turning off their Steel Pro or Steel Match ammo. Oh, they weren't? No. No, They they still have a lot going out the door. And they actually... Well, they did... It's kind of funny because on there they they said, introducing new 45 Steel Match Pro. Uh And then it said temporarily suspended. (laughs) But they were still... It looked like they were still making some of the 9mm and some of the uh, 5.56, so...
1: Well, it's still on their production list. It yeah. doesn't mean they're it's, making it's any today. It's all temporarily yeah. suspended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rest of the stuff, like you said, it's temporarily. 6.5 Sweet in, uh, in their Hornady Classic line or whatever that's called. Uh, we may not see any of that for a while, but they'll, they'll get back to it.
0: Even though it's been kind of quiet, Beretta did kind of step out and surprise us uh, by
1: releasing what their uh, Beretta Power Rail. Yeah, there were two parts to that announcement that were surprising. One was the, uh, that, that powered rail, uh, powered, uh, Picatinny rail for, you know, your accessory systems can all share the same power source on your rifle. So you, your scopes, your lasers, your lights, uh, all of that, you don't have to have separate batteries now. Um, they're all part of the single power. I service. thought it was just stuff on the rail, though, not
0: on the right. not your scopes. Your no, scopes no the scope be... will still
1: be on the rail. Yeah, yeah, I bet you they still integrate that in. It looked like it was just like a free float. There's no products out there yet for this, so it's kind of that's still up in the air. But they have a lot of adapters. They've got a lot of you know different stuff, little stuff out there, uh, yeah. but nothing big. Uh, you know, once Surefire and you know Streamlight and uh L3 and those types get on board then you'll see a lot more of this. Yeah,
0: So it's a rail system that is connected to the buttstock via hidden cables, uh, and the buttstock actually has a very large
1: battery. Yeah, that's one iteration of it. Um, the others I've seen is kind of a battery box hanging off of a rail for like an AR series gun. Um, but yeah it'll be interesting that's to see different because what they produce. W- what I was looking at with the Beretta
0: official video uh-huh. was it had a battery pack inside the oh, stock. Oh, I'm sure
1: that's what how they'll work it for that. Because, yeah. well, oh, are you referring to other Yeah, yeah, this is a system that they that they so joined forces with. So you're not, we're not just with. talking about ARs here. We're talking about No any gun can can adopt this powered rail system, but uh specifically Beretta has teamed up for their next ARX. A- ARX 100 and 160
0: 160 I thought
1: 160 180 I don't know and they're selling 160. one of them now they're selling the 22 version right now um, and evidently what they what Brett is going to do in the future is uh, build them here in America because you can't import them um, so they're going to build them here in America and that was the other uh, exciting thing about this announcement was that Brett is going to build you know cool black rifles here in America.
0: So, do you think they're going to be trying to go for a few government bids, oh, or do I don't you think know. that it's just purely for the civilian market? And like you said, they can't import it, so yeah. this is their only option. It's definitely for the up.
1: civilian market, but they've always probably got one eye on the, uh, you know, the future, the next government rifle.
0: Because I'm looking at, you know, I looked at the pictures, and there, there's exposed contacts. So you kind of wonder how durable these contacts are going to be when right. it's exposed to
1: dirt, mud,
0: yeah. and, you know
1: i I think they've uh from what I've read on this system, like I said, I haven't had a lot of hands on with it um I think I fondled one of these prototypes years ago, but uh it looks like they've figured out the problem, and a lot of uh a lot of people in the industry have been saying this is the future, so maybe this is the way you know accessories are going
0: all right, so do you think that? Well, how how do you take something that already exists, like your your flashlight? Uh huh. That already takes the batteries. It needs that solid rod for connection. Right. You know. Something like what that. What do you
1: do? Uh, something like that. What kind like of
0: that. would exist? Let me think. You know that would allow you to do that? Because what they're they're mainly yeah. what they're trying to say is by integrating this large battery, uh-huh. you save on having to put batteries in anything else.
1: Well, here you go. How about this? How about you take your you know Surefire scout light, or your Um, EOTech uh, uh, rail light and you take the head off and now all you have is a little switch adapter that bolts to your rail and you screw the flashlight head onto that. Because you don't need the flashlight body anymore because you don't need the battery space. All you need is a switch and the emitter. So maybe it's going to be something like that. I don't know. We'll see.
0: I think it's an interesting design until until all of a sudden you have disruption and commute you know in in the line sure the power to yeah. your scope or the power to your flashlight oh, yeah. all of a sudden cuts out and now everything is dead because your one battery is dead
1: yeah or, I see you, downfalls or there's this like situation, a perfect sure. round
0: that ends up hitting and, and separates that that covered wire right. that runs to the rail now nothing works on your rail
1: well if you're getting shot in the gun you got worse problems and your laser doesn't work
0: well, who knows? What if you're still in the fight? I'm <laughs> just saying so- it doesn't end it. You know, that's what I mean. It, you're you're still in the fight. You can still return fire, but now you can't see anything.
1: Well, my point being, and right? And that stuff does happen. Well, sure, but I mean it, it'd be the same thing getting shot in the flashlight today. If you got a laser on, you're going to be the same thing taking around your laser. It puts your laser out of commission. You can't use anymore. But you're but it
0: but it also puts out your illuminated scope. It also puts out your laser.
1: You know, maybe it's your IR pointer. It takes you completely out. Sure, and that's the downfall of the system, right, is you've centralized it. You don't have the redundancy of the backups. But, you know, just like any other system, hopefully they make it uh, – well, you know, for years people said red dots were a bad idea. Electronic scopes were a bad idea on a fighting rifle because the battery dies, you don't have the red dot anymore. And obviously we've we've come along technologically far enough – to where that's not a uh, that's not a consideration much anymore. But you don't hear have people saying I would never put a well. You still have some holdouts that say I would never put a red dot on my rifle. But the industry as a whole, and the you know the subject matter experts as a whole, seem to say that a red dot on the rifle is the way to go.
0: And uh, but you also still have a lot of people that have a redundant you know uh, iron sight backup. Sure.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I and you know, as technology goes forward though, I'm seeing more and more people kind of not stress the idea of a backup iron sight as much. It used to be, you know, always if you had an optic on your rifle, the stress was backup iron sight, backup iron sight, you know, where's your backup iron sight. And I'm I'm hearing from, you know, subject matter experts with today's ruggedness, uh optics of the optic systems you know, eh, maybe there isn't a call for backup iron sights. There's guys that have gone their entire career, you know, shooting people uh, for a living and have never deployed the backup iron sights.
0: Right. I mean, it's it, it's just one of those things. Like you said, it's a redundant, it's a backup. Sure. You never oh, know yeah, when you're yeah. going to need it. Oh yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm sure I'm I'm sure after the Apollo missions, they kept a few more extra pieces up there uh, after Apollo 13.
1: Yeah, they probably figured out what went wrong there. yeah and Didn't they, they said
0: hey again. let's keep a few spare parts and yeah. you know more spare than you know, a a roll of duct tape and you know a sock i think they used a sock uh it, it was either that or underwear
1: yeah i don't remember i wasn't there
0: yeah yeah well let's make a phone call real quick all okay, right <laughs> all right well speaking of tourists um, Taurus is coming out with a... Uh, C- <laughs> your segues just get better and better. <laughs> Taurus is coming out with a new carbine uh, carbine or carbine or however you want to say it, rifle, uh, the CT-9.
1: Well, they're actually shipping it now, right? We've seen this in the news. They announced well, it. I like to say it's
0: they're coming out with it because it's actually available.
1: Well, see, this is great because with the 1911, Taurus took over two years to finally ship one before between the time you saw it in a gun rag and between the time you could actually buy it at your dealer. Yeah, I won't. I so won't this come is out- amazing.
0: That's why I don't like coming out saying, "Hey, this is something that's coming out." Well, yeah, it's coming out, but it's down the yeah, road. we don't
1: tell people about their website till it's been up for, you know, a year, year At and least, a half, something like At least.
0: that. But um, yeah, so they are actually now shipping them, so they are coming out with it.
1: That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it, and what the street price is.
0: It's kind of, it is kind of interesting. It, it looks you know, like a mixture of an MP5, a Kel Tec, and Beretta had their hands in you it, say which would make
1: sense because it's them, But yes. I just checked at the major distributors, and I didn't see them.
0: Well, they announced it on their Facebook page.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Huh.
0: So makes a fact. You know that (laughs) their marketing side and their social media side is on the same page as their development side, who is on the same page as their manufacturing side,
1: Yeah, as long as they all speak the same language. And their importing side, because I believe these are still made in Brazil. These aren't the American-made ones. Yes, they are made in uh, Brazilian-made carbines. That's why you're only going to see the 10-rounders for now. Yeah, 10-round magazine. Well, hopefully somebody will come out with some decent uh, decent parts for this thing so also you can thread the barrel. Like a, yeah, it's got some HK yeah. inspirations yeah, some, uh, in it, too. It's a good-looking gun. I kind of like it, honestly. I like the, uh, you know, a subgun isn't for everybody. I, I, You know, it's more of a toy, I think. I think most people would be better served with a uh, a compact rifle as opposed to a subgun that fires a pistol cartridge. Mm-hmm. But... uh I like this one. It looks kind of cool, uh, you know nice range toy if it 's at the right price point i'll definitely pick one up, yeah, and the,
0: the it seems to be taking proprietary magazines
1: well yeah, yeah, it'll so, take proprietary
0: magazines for now. Um, you would think that they would be able to to find a way like Beretta did well, to have it take ninety two
1: magazines also you have to realize that when Torres says it takes proprietary magazines. It doesn't mean it takes proprietary magazines. Uh, what Taurus didn't tell anybody for years was uh, things like the, uh, the PT111 series would take a 24/7 magazine as an extended magazine. Well, they didn't tell anybody that. You know, it wasn't part of their you know plan that you could buy this 24/7 magazine for your PT111. But you know, the fact remains that it worked. Um, so you know, there might be another magazine that fits this gun that's out there on the market. Maybe even a Taurus magazine.
0: Yeah. Well on these kind of rifles, what what do you think do you think that there is a true market for it? Or do you think that sure. they're trying to fill this little gap and say, hey, look, we've had this in we've had this on the back burner, now we've already tooled it up. Why don't we just go ahead and start spitting these out so I that we can fill the market and yeah. have just something new to make somebody go, I want that, I want that, I want no, that. No,
1: no, no. There's definitely a market for it. I mean um you look at the you look at the offerings out there now. Uh, you've got the Beretta, um, you've got the Keltec, you've got the oh I don't know an Uzi maybe, um, Just Right Carbine. Uh, so there is a definite market, and we've seen these guns come out uh, fairly often, I guess, in, in in the big picture. So there is a call out there for um, pistol caliber rifles, but there's not a lot of availability, I've noticed.
0: That's what I mean. Yeah. You never see
1: the Beretta. No, I rarely see the Beretta for sale. I never see the Caltech for sale.
0: Didn't Beretta have that Storm rifle or something like That's what too? it is, the yeah.
1: CX4 and Storm. You don't ever see it, but
0: they had two variations of it. You had the one that took the 92 magazines, and they had one that took some other.
1: Yeah, well, they well, there's three variation because there's the 9mm, the 40, and the 45, and then the 9 and 40. There's 92 series, 96 series
0: versions. 92 and
1: 96 series. And then there's the CX-4 PX-4, which is confusing, which takes but takes P, the PX-4, PX4 mag, mags. px right. mags, right. And then there's the 45, which takes the Cougar mags. Right. So, so, yeah, so they had a lot of iterations out there. But you
0: never see one. Nope. I think the I only think, time I've seen one was I, I was at Academy,
1: and they had one on the shelf. When they first came out, uh, I had a buddy pick one up, and it was a 9mm, you know, it took 92 mags. And we shot that, and uh, it was a fun little gun. I kind of dug it, you know. At that price point, you know, it was running close to $1,000. And uh, I thought that, that was uh, that was a little high for a range toy.
0: Well, yeah, this one comes with iron sights. That, and that's nice. about it. That's it. That's yeah. Like, I'm trying to look at the. I think, they'll, I the think there'll be a market for this. It come I think they'll come out with some extras for this thing. Yeah, we don't have a price point on it. I don't see one anyway. So, I'm not really sure what they're going to be.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what, those the, out what the price point of this thing would be. Uh, Hopefully, it'll come in, you know, somewhere closer to the Caltech. You know, and I, have the, to, I have to wonder
0: if Beretta is working with Taurus on this to just kind of sold some of their old. You know, machinery like nah, they do with the 92. Nah, no, no, no. That you don't was think that so. was a
1: long yeah, time I mean, ago. you don't
0: think there's there's anything because nope. it's inspired not by you can tell inspired by so many different guns. Nah, not a chance. Beretta has nothing to do with toys. You know what it's anymore. like? It's like the 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 guy who designed this went home and cut out a whole bunch of things out of a magazine from a gun magazine uh-huh. and either threw it on the floor. And that's what came out of it. Or he let his like four-year-old go, I like this piece and this piece and this piece.
1: Yeah, it definitely has those uh, the styling aspects of a lot of different carbines and rifles, for sure. It's just a high mixture of all that. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: well, uh, we have a little bit of uh, gun safety information to pass along to you. We do? Yes. Um, what is it? Firearms are
1: always loaded. Well, you should treat them as if they were always loaded, for sure. Yes. Well, a uh, gun instructor in Ohio yeah. didn't do that. Wait. Oh, I no, no. I remember this. Okay. The safety message is, if you're going to be a firearms instructor, don't shoot your students. Yes. Okay. There we go.
0: But if you're going to shoot it, at least try to make it a ricochet.
1: Well, yeah. Bounce it <laughs> off the table. Yeah. yeah. Evidently, some guy in Ohio was teaching some class, and he shot one of his students with a 38. That's probably not good for your, you know, instructing business. Yeah,
0: he ricocheted off the table, it bounced up and smacked the guy in the arm. That's just that's just bad form. Um, and I guess luckily his arm where his arm was placed, there was another student sitting directly behind it. Yeah. Uh and they said that the table ate up enough of the
1: uh, energy, energy that it yeah,
0: that room. it didn't really I don't even think it left his arm.
1: Well, that's good. I'm so, glad to hear. I hope everybody's okay. Uh, I'm and, glad and to hear guy, that nobody was seriously injured. Um, but uh, hey, uh, let's be a little bit safer out there uh, in the gun community.
0: Yeah, you have to take you have to take all of these things into consideration when you're talking to anyone because that's the stories they're going to hear. that That story was right on CNN and oh
1: yeah that was a big one
0: you know people are going to see that they're going to go well this this firearm instructor shot you know shot their student how can i know that you're going to i'm going to be safe being around you yeah Uh, you you really just have to stay focused and always always check those firearms
1: well follow the rules right you follow the rules nobody gets hurt uh you treat it if it's loaded, you're not going to point it at somebody and bounce a bullet off a desk. You treat it as you make sure of where it's pointed, you never point it at anything that you Always don't want to destroy. Yeah. Then that's not going to happen. So, you, you know, keep your finger off the trigger until the sights are on target. Then you can't. Put, so, you have to break lots of rules for this to happen. So, uh, um. You had to break four. do well, Let me think. No, he was what was, he wasn't sure of his target and what was beyond it. It was a guy that he shot. <laughs> Well, I thought he shot the desk. Well,
0: he was, oh, yeah. Well,
1: well,
0: it, it could have been He some, shot the desk and the man was collateral. <laughs> okay. Well, that's how the insurance companies look at it.
1: <laughs> regardless, we all need to follow the rules. We have a responsibility, uh, one, for the safety of ourselves and others, but two, for the overall, you know, public. Uh, I guess public image of the firearms community. Yeah, and nothing has been charged against
0: this instructor, no criminal charges. And I guess the man that got shot in the arm doesn't even appear to be pressing charges. He doesn't want he's just happy that no one got seriously hurt well, that's more than good. what what happened. So
1: So be safe out there,
0: guys. But w- guys. when being safe, you know, you always have to take into consideration your concealed carry. Sure. And the request for permits for concealed carry in Newtown has
1: doubled last oh, year's yeah. numbers. I saw this. Um, you know, the the first thing I want to say is this How was a big. How about that segue? This was a big horrible. <laughs> I loved it. The um, this was a this was big headlines, and this is a big deal. But I, the first thing, my my gut reaction when I saw this was, well, duh, right? Of course they're going to go up. Of course more people are going to want to be armed if the, they know there's nuts out there that are shooting kids. Right? I mean, it's it's common sense. It's I don't understand the thought process that would make this a headline that you wouldn't have expected. Does that make any sense? Well, yeah, and
0: in 2011, they only had 99 uh, requests uh-huh. for uh, permits in uh 2012, they had 171, and currently this year they have
1: 211 permits. Well, see, they were already on a build-up, anyways. I mean, you're telling me they had, you know, uh, 80 more. They basically the doubled from 2010 December, to 2011. Because that happened what December? F- yeah, December 14th, 14th something like that.
0: Yeah. And you're going to say that in those last 15 days, you had yeah. such a surge that you got to 171. Yeah. It was already happening, I think.
1: Yeah. So, one, this is another example of we're winning because this was already happening anyways. This may not be news. Um, Two is that, yes, if people feel threatened, they're going to want to defend themselves and their family. And the way you do that in today's polite society is a concealed carry permit.
0: And I'm sorry, that's not even a concealed carry permit. These are just permits. uh, Oh, just firearms permits. Just firearms permits.
1: Oh, you have to – I forgot. It's Connecticut. Yeah, Connecticut. You you have to have permission from the state to exercise your right. NewYorkDailyNews.com.
0: Uh, they started off by saying there 's been a run of on guns in Connecticut town where a madman armed with a bushmaster assault rifle turned a uh, turned a grade school into a slaughterhouse
1: no bias there that's no. that 's subjective journalism yes
0: yes hundred percent so good story
1: good story see that,
0: <sighs> you have to be careful what you guys are are reading out there and what you 're showing other new shooters out there too. You have to be able you need to tell the truth and look it up yourself.
1: Yeah, you know, always, always go look say, at the source, for anything sure. Anything
0: that we say, yes, it's usually researched and we kind of vet it out, but it doesn't mean we're always right. We're not. I mean, I am.
1: I thought it was wrong once, but I was mistaken. But no, definitely <laughs> don't, be, to say to don't, don't believe us. Go out there check for yourself, form your own opinion, and then see if it matches mine. I think kind of
0: to some degree any good news agency or anybody that has an opinion is always going to tell you to do
1: that. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're of always course.
0: going to say, look, this is what I know. This is what I found out. But if you I'm just informing you of this and now it's up to you to take it to the next level if you wish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what we always want to stress is what you hear on the news, what you see on the news. A lot of times Scott, Scott won't even talk about something until a month and a half later because he's like, I don't even know. They, they have their facts so wrong right now.
1: Yeah. Especially something, you know, the breaking news when you, you're you not going to know the whole story for another month but, you know, you're going to hear all this conjecture just hammering you from left and right. I mean, Benghazi was a perfect uh, example of that. We didn't know the truth on that till recently, and we probably still don't know the whole truth on it. So how do you form an opinion on something like that without all the information? Well, you don't. You wait. You You, you wait and you research it and you look it up yourself and you form your own opinion. You don't take the word of the – especially the talking heads on the television – uh, and the radio, uh, to a lesser extent, um, you know, giving you their opinion, which is just conjecture and sometimes madness.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, um, there's kind of a big change coming down in the world Maybe. of the... Yeah. Do you know what Izmash is?
1: Izmash, Izmash. yeah. Izmash. Izmash. was the original factory, uh, the original Russian national factory for... The AK 47 and other such things. Well, they made guns. They're changing their name. I saw that. To. Ismish was in a lot of trouble recently. Uh, Kalishnikov. They changed the their way. name to Kalishnikov, yeah. Which is a, outside the firearms community. I don't like it. I like Ismish. You know, to me, Kalishnikov is a generic term for a type of rifle, but. Uh, from a marketing standpoint, I can see this is brilliant because Kalishnikov is a much better brand recognizable name than anything else. I mean, they sell Kalishnikov uh, vodka, they sell Kalishnikov knives. Uh, Boker does. Um, it's a much more widely universal brand than Izmesh, of course. So I'm sad to see Izmesh go away, um, but I am happy to see that. Uh, the Kalashnikov name lives on, and we're going to still see stuff from these people. Well, what really brought this change on, though? Uh, basically, they were hurting. Um, there was a little bit of reorganization. People bought different companies. I'm, I'm not sure the exact specifics, but there was some – even as popular as the guns are here, there was still a lot of uh, um, you know money problems within the – the companies over in the Soviet U- former Soviet Union that make these guns. And so, you know, there was some buying and some selling and some restructuring. Uh, and one of the plans was to rebrand it to Kalashnikov.
0: All right. So what are we going to start seeing? Um, those Segas coming in with Kalashnikov? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think
1: you'll see Sega-type Sega rifles uh, coming in with Kalashnikov on them, you know, your your shot rifles and shotguns. And uh, maybe we'll see an expanded line of that stuff.
0: And so when you're over in Afghanistan or Iraq and you pick one up off the ground, you're like, hey, this one's newer.
1: <laughs> I don't think we're going to see a proliferation of those. I think there's been enough AKs out there already. I mean, I mean how many did they say they make? Like $5 million of them or $500 million or something like that? There's been a it's... ridiculous number of AKs already made.
0: What I love about this is you posted a chart, and it had... The, the enormous you know yeah. millions and millions. Millions of upon them. millions. And it's got something like 80 manufacturers. Oh, yeah. That's and then lot. you look at the ARs, and it's like a quarter of it. Right. But you have like hundreds, hundreds of manufacturers
1: of for these manufacturers. ARs. And the AK is going to get just as bad. I mean, there are names out there right now that aren't on the list of the 80s. capitalism at its finest. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think you're going to see any uh, on the battlefield anytime soon, but uh, look for one in your gun store.
0: Well, uh, we received a message. A massage? No, a message. Oh. Well, I'll take that then. From Steve the Creeper. Steve the Creeper. He wanted to pass along a uh, uh-huh. success story
1: oh, that okay. he had.
0: Okay. Um He's been keeping us up to up to date with his um, goodness gracious that SKS mod. Oh, the that SKS bullpup.
1: The yeah. uh, center balance systems. Was yeah, that it? Yeah, 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 something
0: like that. Well, this has nothing to do with that. Okay. But anyway, good, good talk. He wanted to let us know <laughs> that he had gone to Cabela's. I've heard of that. And walked in and there were two guys each holding a box of 22 long rifle and I don't know Did he hurt them? I don't know if he there was one left them? on the shelf oh. and I don't know if he actually just kinda like creeped in
1: there and took it. Oh, he probably was behind them the whole time, yeah, like like breathing on their necks, up behind them like and waiting. Kind of just chilling right there while they were talking to each other and then he's heard and then he went over and got the ammo. He I'm probably you, was on happened.
0: like one side, like on the left side and he's like yeah. called breath. And then he when he <laughs> turned to breath. look, he just like switched in there and just like took it out. <laughs> And then, but he, he said that the guy at Cabela's was like, "And we're out again." Oh, we got the last box. So he up. got the last.
1: box I have been seeing some posts on Facebook uh, by friends and uh, uh, associates of uh, you know places like Walmart's getting in some ammo. So it's starting to trickle back in. I'm definitely seeing. You do seeing know
0: Walmart doesn't have an S at the end, right?
1: It does if you pronounce it correctly. The S is silent. It's oh. not written. Okay. So anyways, the S yes, uh, there you go. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm seeing a lot of the ammo start creeping back in. You know, not the cheap. The 22s still MIA. Yeah, uh, this was Thunderbolt. The, yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, I shot some of that uh, I don't last mind weekend. It. You
0: yeah. know what? I don't mind 22 as long as it's not the super calibre, which only shoots off the primer. I shot one of those. Uh, Just one. one.
1: Yeah. I want to show a guy how they work. Yeah. He had never shot them before. He has This guy has my buddy, shooting buddy, has suppressed 22s. And, you know, all sorts of cool guy stuff. And I'm like – and he loves rimfire. He shoots a lot of twenty two. So I show him the Super Calibre. He's like, no, I hadn't seen that. And so I shot it out of my rifle. You know, nothing fancy. And uh, he's like, wow, that's quiet. It's like it's suppressed. So I may have uh, got a convert to mess around with that Super Calibre yeah, stuff. Yeah, but when it landed like four feet out in front of I the I watched it go downrange through my scope as it hit the target 25 yards down. It was <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, it's – uh... Probably not much
0: faster than you could throw a baseball.
1: <laughs> uh, <it's laughs> no, faster than I could you. throw a baseball. Yes, you, yeah. Scott. Yeah.
0: Well, um, we have another uh, listener question. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yes. We forgot something.
1: Virtual high five to Steve the Creeper. Oh, no, Steve doesn't get one. Oh, sorry, Steve.
0: Yeah, thought you would have known that by now.
1: I, I should have.
0: A guy that gets his own theme music does not get a virtual high five. I was going to say. He gets his own theme music. Own, we don't, yeah. Goodness it's overkill. Yeah, now now right. that you kind of stole the thunder from the Can next listener that? question.
1: No, it's all in. Um, well, give me his quick. I'll, 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 come on.
0: We have a few things from Emma.
1: Emma. Yes. Virtual high five to Emma. It, it, wait. There it is. <laughs> it's back again.
0: So <laughs> there was a little bit of confusion. Um, Maybe in your case. I'm never confused. What is your name? Steve. Steve. <laughs> that works. That's close enough. Yeah, because she wasn't sure if your name was Steve or Scott.
1: She might have been listening to many of too many of the Steve the Creeper
0: episodes. Maybe so. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, Scott. Yes. Uh, she she kind of came on here now. Uh, I am the left-handed left-hander. You're right-handed.
1: No, I'm on the left today.
0: All right. You're anyway. usually on the right. So you are the right-hander. Oh, no, you're left-handed. I am the left-hander. I,
1: yes, that's true.
0: Um, She said she was listening to the show a few weeks ago, and uh, she said she was wondering if we could discuss on the left-handed sidearms, like bring up left-handed. Oh, left-handedness. Uh, like, yes, direct and firearms guns. that yes. are for us left-handers, or if they make ambi ones. Sure, and, or ones um, that work for you lefties. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, ones that are easily converted. Sure. Or is there specific ones like I said that are made for us as left-handed? And do they need to be special ordered? Are they more expensive? Uh, she says she's uh, carrying a poly P D Judge, um, and she says she says it is right-handed, and she's having to learn how to compensate by switching hands to un to load it and unload it. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: revolvers are going to be that. Uh, you know what? I almost said that revolvers aren't going to have left-handed, but there is left-handed revolvers. Uh, I want to say Charter Arms makes lefty snub nose 38s. Is that right? I don't know. Can you Google
0: it? No. Okay. I don't have the internet. <laughs>
1: There are, <laughs> there are some left-handed revolvers, but they're few and far between. You're not going to get a Smith or a Torres or even a Rossi and a lefty. Yeah, it's kind of one of those strange ones. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be an odd duck. So you can, if you're, if you're real comfortable with a revolver, uh, you can run a, uh, a revolver in a left-handed version. Um, a revolver is one of those things. Uh, my brother is also left-handed, and he uses a revolver for backup, and he also struggles with the reload um, because, like you said, you have to switch hands. Now, I think you'd be a lot more uh, better off. More better off? Yeah. I think you'd be a lot more better off uh, running an uh, auto, uh, semi-automatic pistol over a revolver for a left-handed person. Yes, I concur. Now, as far as uh, left-handed semi-autos, um, I I've, love watching a non-left-handed
0: person really try to dig deep into something that they don't really have to experience. Well,
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but I've seen it before.
0: You've seen it with me. Sure. But I have a different mentality than a lot of people do, though. Oh, no, I know. My mentality is you don't change – you adapt to what you have. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You adapt to what
1: you buy. You make what you have work.
0: Because the last thing you want to do is be in a situation where you have somebody else's gun, right? And now you and don't you know can't what use it. to do. Yeah, yeah. That's I've a very seen, good point. I have seen left-handers that take somebody else's, you know, Beretta that has a, a, a yeah. reversible mag release, right? And they take that Beretta, and then all of a sudden they, you know, they run it dry. They go to drop that magazine, and you just see them. I had that happen to me. Yeah.
1: Somebody yeah. handed me a lefty's Beretta to there go qualify you go. with. And I went to drop the mag, and my thumb hit where that button's supposed to be, and it there. And what happens? Nothing. And I went, and then I immediately switched my hand to hit it with my finger. Finger, which, exactly. You know,
0: which is what I do.
1: Yeah. You don't want to be doing that under stress because I I probably wouldn't have remembered to switch to the left-handed button. Yeah,
0: you don't want to try to change up something. So I train with with what I pick up. I don't go out. Now, here's the thing. If you want a left-handed specific AR, Stag makes them. And I yeah. believe CMMG is kind of starting to get into that There's going to be
1: more out there yeah, for they've sure. Yeah, CMMG DPMS has, has got an upper.
0: A, like, a Frankenstein-type rifle that you can put together. It's got plates and all kinds of crazy stuff. Anyway, they have um, one that is left-handed. Um, but I don't like that. I don't like swapping this stuff around and changing it. I like right. to be able to pick up my rifle and use it and then pick up Scott's rifle and use it yeah, and not same, go, same. Well, I really wish I had the bad reliever, bad lever on it because right. now I don't know how to drop my bolt. Right, 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 right. As quickly right. as I could. I see so now what you you're mean. kind of fumbling around. So um the only thing that I would stress is a nineteen eleven with an ambi safety. Yeah. That's because important. that would be the you know, like anything that. that has that type of mechanical safety. But uh I say pass on the nineteen eleven and get the MMP if you want a manual safety yeah. because it has you know those little yeah, those little ears on both sides.
1: And it's actually ambidextrous as far as the slide release also on the M&P. Yes. So there's some ambidextrous pistols out there. I want to say the MP and the one of the HKs. One of the HKs. Uh, it's probably a, the it's P30. No. I think the P30, P2000 SK are both. Or the P2000, the P30, and the HK45, I want to say, are ambidextrous. So if you're looking for...
0: That's going to cost you a pretty
1: penny. Oh, yeah. I'd stick so with just, the m I'd <laughs> go with the m That's actually the next
0: <laughs> pistol I want to get is the MMP.
1: Yeah. You can get the compact. If you like the manual safety, you can get it with the manual safety. You can get the full size. You can get uh, it
0: where it fires with a magazine or without a magazine. Yeah,
1: magazine, yeah, magazine safety without uh, yeah, a magazine safety. Really There's have, a lot of configurations there. Yeah, and a lot of options. But what what
0: I would really recommend you do, is you just really find a way to adapt to what you have. And don't go and try to buy something special. Now, if you're if you're shooting a bolt-action rifle and you use it for hunting, and you really, you would really, really prefer to have something, you know, a Remington 700, sure. left, Lefty, they do make them. Sure. They are special order. And from my experience, they run anywhere between 100 to $200 yeah,
1: more. More than the right-handed.
0: And yep. you can't get... All of them. They, no, there's only yeah, certain. There's only, there's a limited, you know, a limited.
1: Now here's something that, that I would uh, I would kind of disagree with your point, um, but but not totally. But the when it comes to shotguns, I don't think you'd be any worse off running the left-handed because they're going to load from the same spot. They're going to load from the bottom, right? The controls are pretty much going to be in the same place as the right-handers. And this is the what? The left-handed shotguns. If you go with a like a left-handed 870. Okay. Or a left-handed 1100, now you're not going to be able to find a left-handed... Mossberg 500, I don't believe, but the Remington shotguns so do come in left So you're disagreeing and you're saying buy left-handed shotguns? No, I'm not saying you wouldn't be worse served, like you're saying, with, say...
0: Well, you're yeah, but you're you're picking a shotgun, like you said, that has a bottom load feed sure. capability, and the only difference on a Mossberg 500, there's no difference on a Mossberg 500 if you had a left one or a right one other than well, the, the round the ejection, ejection port. port. Yeah, the ejection port. But if you're not firing suppressed or full auto, then yeah. you're not getting that kicked in your face.
1: Yeah, who cares? Um, Good point.
0: Uh, so, you, you, you know, I kind of get... Tough. There, there the, are the a few guns
1: that a left-handed probably would want to stay away from. Uh, we just discussed some of them. Your 9mm your carbines, those are usually going to be blowback. They're usually going to get a lot of junk out of the uh, ejection port. And if there's not a left-handed version of that gun, you probably want to stay away from it. Uh, specifically, um, the kel uh, you know, the left-handed shooting a Keltec probably gets a lot of blowback in the face.
0: If I mean, but it, that's only if you're looking for something. Something that you're specific shoot like a that, lot, for sure. Or, yeah, well, know, that's true. Your purpose, the purpose of it, is really going to come into play.
1: Well, that's true. If it's just a range toy, you definitely want to get a gun. It doesn't matter if it's left-handed or right-handed, the, right? The big
0: thing is for me is, is am I am I going to have time to put on shooting glasses before I have to pull this trigger? Right. And oh, I, can, you,
1: I see what you're getting. I'll at. tell sure. you.
0: I've shot the only thing that I have ever shot that has come back where I have not been satisfied with it was a 300 blackout AR full
1: auto suppressed. How was it in semi auto? It, okay, yeah, so it was fine in semi auto. Okay, so it was just the full auto. It was
0: full auto, and to be honest with you, it wasn't even my eyesight. I couldn't
1: breathe. Did you try opening your mouth and breathing through your mouth? Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I just in, in the whole no, I understand area. Yeah. This area, Scott. Right here? As I min- motion my entire face.
1: This isn't a visual medium. Yes.
0: You know, from my nose to four inches out, from the top of my head to the, to, to the bottom of my chin, which is however far. I don't know. I mean, I have a long face, so it might be like a foot long. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of that area, uh-huh. you couldn't breathe. Okay. Now, had I been doing, like, tactical running, you know, like like the cool guys do, or or rolling while I was firing, I'd have been good.
1: Right. But... What if you were shooting supine? Do you think it would have been all right? Possibly. Okay. It's possibly.
0: But it it really... That's the only thing... Um, now to to really seriously hammer down on your question like Scott was was talking about the M&P is probably going to be one of your best bets.
1: That's a nice one.
0: Um anything else that you pick up, I really and even with the M&P, I recommend you keep the magazine release where it is. Don't switch it around. Yeah. Because if you switch it around and you're used to using your thumb, if you you ever pick up a Beretta or you pick up any other kind of firearm that doesn't have it switched, you might be in trouble. Yeah. And and I'm only talking in a, hey, my husband's right-handed, but I'm left-handed situation. Sure. You know what? Leave it right-handed.
1: I think on a serious, quote-unquote, fighting gun, I think you're absolutely correct. And I think that you were trying to make this point, but um, I just want to reiterate it, that I think with a range toy, uh, it doesn't matter. Right. Buy whatever you want. Right. But yeah, on a serious fighting gun, I could agree with your sentiment of, you know, you don't want it specifically set up a certain way where you can't go run it, you know, like everybody else does. Right. In that situation. I can definitely agree with that.
0: I mean if I yeah, because if I pick up a I've seen it I have actually seen it before happen out at the range at a class, a guy had a bad lever. Now all of a sudden he can't uh, he's having a hard time locking oh, his bolt you, back. Oh,
1: if I hand him a normal gun, he forgets the, yeah. the, the motion he of how forgot. to lock back. Oh, he forgot the motion, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and then you see him, once he does get it locked back, you see him put a mag into it, and you see his kind of trying to, trying to, to find that to find that long that bad lever, lever. Instead of smacking the side of the instead gun. Instead of just yeah yep. smacking it and yep. getting right back into I can, it.
1: I can see a point, definitely, definitely. Good point, good question. That was a very good question. Um,
0: I don't know how well we answered it. I think we did okay. Yeah, I liked it. I'm gonna go with that.
1: Yeah, let's take it to press.